0: This is The Truth Network.
1: The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the Masculine Journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very
2: glad to have you with us today. I'm so excited about being in the studio. It seems like forever since I've seen you
1: guys. You know, it's it's like old times, man. It really is. And we're really, really glad to have you there. <laughs> and speaking of old times, I have Harold with us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was
2: able to get the joke in, in before time. Robbie Harold, <laughs> <laughs> I, I stole Robbie's thunder there a little bit. Normally he'll.
3: What would a show be without a joke about my age?
2: What <laughs> <laughs> would it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a historic show
1: for us. I think yeah. we actually have the two shortest clips just
2: about we've ever played.
1: That's true. Yeah yeah and 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 historic from a standpoint of you know it's not every christian radio program that dares to go where no man has gone before
2: (laughs) yeah we have uh we actually have clips from a movie called caddyshack which we never thought we'd get a clip from we did and another one called rockstar dennis now you can tell us a little bit about the movie rockstar here in a minute and uh but yeah another one that you're like wow is that really we're going to tie that into something god has to tell us
1: yeah fun
2: absolutely it's when we have those ears to hear and the eyes to see, God kind of shows us from unexpected places. Now, Rob, you had a great morning of, uh, of, of driving the other day where you got to see some beautiful country and spend some time with God.
1: Yeah, and my daughter, because, you know, she her desire for years and years and years had been to go to Uganda on a mission trip, and she hooked up with Sozo families or Sozo children, and so I drove to Atlanta mm-hmm. with her, a very special time going through Asheville in the mountains and praying along the way and listen to her, you know, talk about what her expectations were as she's going into these villages and 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 helping out these kids. That's awesome. Now, how long is she gone? Ten days this time. Okay.
2: Okay. We'll be praying for her while she's gone. Now, imagine if you made that trip through the beautiful mountains and you didn't have your eyes open and your ears open, how much of a different trip that would have been. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Right, but instead God used that time for a very, very long drive to bless you through that.
1: He really did. I think that those will be some memories with my daughter that I cherish, really, you know, forever. That, you know, I got to take her to Atlanta to get on an airplane to go to Africa with a bunch of people, you know, really brave on her standpoint. 20 years old, she doesn't know any of the other missionaries going. And so she won't actually meet many of them until she gets to Amsterdam. So here she is, doesn't know a soul, getting on an airplane, flying to Amsterdam to meet people to go, you know, to Africa to work for Christ. I think it's just beautiful.
2: And I think it's also beautiful. God came after your heart for a want that's really deep in the things that you desire. Yeah, in a trip to Atlanta,
1: right? <laughs> just, that's
2: absolutely the case. Yeah. Why don't you let us, uh, let our listeners know a little bit about the topic today?
1: But yeah, so yesterday, last week, when we were talking about what topic we want, Big Jim and I were walking down the hall, and he said. Know, what's the topic next week? And I said, What do you want? And he goes, That's a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's, it's a perfect topic. And as he thought about it, I recalled a conversation once I had with Darren Kuhn, who you may know is a great friend of the ministry, one of the founders of Masculine Journey Radio. So uh, he was talking to me about the Christian Car Guy ministry and kind of where I foresee that going. And I was like, Well, you know, I'm. I'm up for whatever God has in mind, you know, whatever God has planned for me, I'm, I'll be good with that. And he goes, you're kidding me. <laughs> and he goes, he said, what would you do if you asked your kid what they wanted for Christmas? And they said, oh, dad, whatever is your will. <laughs> you know, he said, you know, you want to know, you know, they, they want that Xbox or whatever they want so because you want to see the look on their face when they get what it is that you know that they really, and God wants not the pose answer, not the, you know, Miss America, you know, I want world peace. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to know what you really want. And so that's a fun adventure to go on from my point of view, to really start to dig into your own heart to go, hmm, maybe I really, really, really have my heart set on something, you know, and begin to explore that. And then share that with God to see if that's something that, you know, revs him up too. Yeah, I think
2: when we w- were talking about this topic, we, we did it a lot through text this week. You know, and text isn't, it's, it's uh, efficient, it's not always effective. Hmm. And what we found even in just in this topic, what do you want? There were so many different layers of ways we could go, and we're going to cover a couple of those today. But on this first topic of going to God with what we want, seems so foreign, and a lot of times it's so foreign to what we heard growing up. And a lot of that is, I think, we're afraid we're going to get the answer that Spaulding does from his grandpa <laughs> here in the clip from Caddyshack.
4: I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potato chips. Nothing. I like
2: it. That's right. <laughs> the there you hamburger. go. Well, there it is. <laughs> He really wanted that hamburger. Uh,
4: That's the shortest clip I think we've ever played, actually. But it makes a point, doesn't it, Dennis? Well, it packs a punch because in that you're hearing the things that, you know, I can remember as a child hearing that and thinking that God probably that was what he would tell me. I would go to him with my wants or my desires, and he will say, you get this, and you'll like it because I'm God, and I'm the mighty Wizard of Oz, and that's the way it's going to end up. So. Yeah, I think that clip really explains that in a different way, that that's the way we see God, the way a lot of us grew up seeing God in that uh, kind of role where he would tell us that. I'm in charge here, and you'll get what, and you'll like
2: it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that it was in my my 40s still, and I was always afraid to pray for God's will because I was convinced I was going to be in Africa at some point. (laughs) I was convinced he was going to send me to Africa. You know, and I did. I would tell my Bible study, I'm like, I'm going to pray about topics you guys want to pray about. <laughs> but I have really shied away from, you know, God's will for my life for the longest time because I was living in that paradigm, you know, that, that God was going to dictate exactly every step that I had to take. You know, and, and, it, and it's kind of hard when you talk as a Christian because there is evidence where God says, this is what you're going to go do. Right? He did that with David. David, he's going to be king. But he didn't give him a plan. You know, is walking with God through the whole rest of the story that made David and his relationship close. Not the fact that David became king, it's that they walked together that whole time, right? And so, part of that is just saying, okay, how much am I gonna be engaged with God in this? Because that's really, I think, what he's after. Now, you will have a clip that we're gonna do here in just a little bit that I'm excited. Hmm. Because this clip, Robbie was confused, I was confused. When you explained it, it was really pretty cool.
4: Yeah, it's from a movie called Rockstar that came out about uh, 18 years ago probably. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Marky Mark, and uh it was really about him wanting having this dream of being a singer in a rock band and uh long story short he ends up he ends up getting that dream fulfilled, but in the in the clip set up, he's working a day job, which a lot of musicians do. He's working this day job fixing copiers. He's explaining this stuff to this guy. And uh, the guy asks him if it's a mascara that he sees under his eye and he looks at him and says, I'm in a band. And then it goes to a, a choir thing there. But it really has to do with what his dreams were of being those dreams got fulfilled. But there was something on the other side of that that showed that maybe that wasn't quite what uh, God would have in mind for him.
2: Uh, we can, you know, we don't normally do this. We can go ahead and play the clip. There's no rules, right? I mean, we don't have to say there's a formula here. No. So we'll go ahead and play that clip because I want to come back and hear why God laid that on your heart because it's a really cool story. So here's a clip from Rockstar. I'll
3: give you a simple procedure so it won't happen again. You don't have to stick a pen in there, okay? If I'm not available, i give you a simple one, two, three procedure, okay? It's one, two, three. Pop that down. Push this. Yeah. Pull back on this lever to free up the jam. And that will allow you to access the check. Is there something wrong? Is that mascara? I'm in a band. Oh. Okay. Okay. Look, can you follow the simple one, two, three? One, two, three. Without sticking a pen in there? Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.
4: I like that ending. I think Kawhi liked it too. <laughs> so here's the thing. And what happened there is we listen to Culture Club there in the background for a moment. That was in the uh, office, by the way. So when I was a kid, my mother swore up and down that I was either going to be a preacher or a singer because that's all I ever did. I was either standing up giving sermons or I was playing my little guitar singing Pretty Woman to the 45s that I had, and uh, a dream began to form in my heart of, of singing, of being a musician. I didn't find out until years later that there was something else that was kind of behind that, so I kind of followed that, and I would, I would come close to it, but because of those insecurities I had from the time I was a kid, I was always kind of afraid To put myself out there and try something would be different. So I'd get, I'd hang out with garage bands and I'd be a techie guy or a roadie or whatever. But I was afraid to get up and sing. And I was asked to do that one time when they came over to our garage and I wouldn't do it. So, but this dream, almost a fantasy, lived in my heart for years. It was like, this is, this was the only thing I could imagine doing was singing Little did I know until I was older that part of that was based on those insecurities and that worldly desire for affirmation and being someone popular. When I watched all these guys, it was like, man, the girls love these guys, and they're so popular and all this. And that's all I could ever think of. So I I, I became a musician. I started playing some instru- instruments, and then when I got to college, it went to radio because that would get me close. But I was always that other guy, never the guy that was, that was out front. And try to make a long story short, I was 35 years old before I ever got up and sang in front of anyone publicly. I was in the Winston-Salem JCs. They had this contest called Mr. Winston-Salem, and part of it was talent. So I got the music and did the karaoke to my girl, which I sang to my daughter, who was like three at the time. And I sang that song. And all these people, so all that affirmation came because it was like, oh, man, that sounds good. He's actually got a voice. But my story about that is kind of like what, what's happening with him there. And we'll have to continue it oh, on I the other wait. side. I can't wait, because
2: <laughs> I'm going to share my perspective of when I met you. Okay. It, it ties into that. But uh, speaking of things that you could go do right now while we're on this break, is you could go to masculinejourneyradio.org, register for the upcoming boot camp, November 7th through 10th. This is going to be amazing boot camp, isn't it, Dennis? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're all amazing. And it's because God's there and he does some really cool things. So go register now while we go to break. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that.
3: Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button.
2: Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285.
1: What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought
4: I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend.
1: Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Oh, i
2: forgot
4: about that song i gotta go down i gotta download that you remember that now
2: huh? i do now yeah
4: i'd, I'd forgot about that one and the bad company song was was kind of a chronicle of having that dream and, and having that dream fulfilled same thing happened to this character in rock star where he had all that and then sex drugs and rock and roll was there which is you and i know and folks who grew up in the 70s that became very prevalent and uh as, as Bad Company talked about the shooting star, the guy that had everything and then ended up dead before he was out of his 20s, the rock star guy who got to be with this great band, and then he got involved in that lifestyle and eventually just had to walk away from it mm-hmm. and ended up singing in these small clubs and doing things that were much more... Uh, which were which were much more profound than anything he did with this band and arenas, and that kind of was the story for me because I think at the time that when you look at my story and how I ended up with some addiction issues and stuff like that, I often look back and think you know, if God would have given me that, I'd probably been dead by the time I was thirty, and I and I don't know if He would have given it to me anyhow because He probably wouldn't have approved a lot of things I would have sang about and things I liked, but He knew that there was I had a heart for music. And so the story I was telling was when I finally got up in front of people and sang. And then about a year after that, I joined a choir in a church in Winston-Salem. And I started saying, yeah, I told the choir director the same thing. I've always wanted to sing, but I've never really done much of it. I'm not even sure if I sing tenor or bass or whatever it is. And in 10 years of being at that church, the Lord really put that in my heart. And before I left there, I was doing solos and singing with other people that were musicians ended up doing some at Main Street Baptist and becoming a, a minister of music in a way, mm-hmm. which, which kind of tied in that preacher part of it. And now I get to play contemporary Christian music every day on a radio station. So I'm thinking there's days when I look back and I think, man, I sure would have loved to have, you know, we always look back sometimes and we go, man, I wish maybe this would have happened or I would have loved being Don Henley and just done one of those shows or something like that. But God sees the big picture and although mine is not a world-shaking event he he never wanted that in the first place for me probably knowing that I couldn't have really handled that but he took that insecure little guy and he made something out of me that I could that I could share with others and it's a message from him and and that's why I think god took that dream and and in my in my best times when I sit back and think now I think you know you really gave me what I wanted you just gave it to me in a different way because you knew the way I was looking at it was not the way that you wanted to see that happen.
2: That's a great point. When I, when I first met you, Dennis, I remember you're singing in the, uh, we were at a church that had uh, a contemporary service and it had a traditional service. And you were the traditional guy. And yeah. the first time you showed up in the contemporary part and you were singing, I'm like, what? You can actually sing this part too? Yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty cool because I could see your heart come alive and it was really pretty evident that God had laid that ministry on your heart, not even knowing you at the time. You could just see it as you sang. And so I kind of watched that from a distance before we knew each other, which is really cool. And I think you bring up just an amazing point that, you know, God gives us what we want when it's not how we see it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of times that, you know, we wouldn't knowingly step in a certain direction, but God takes us in that direction. We end up in a place where we really wanted to be.
4: And there's also, I think, something else I was thinking about, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, was that the enemy will still try to work on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times when I'm sitting back and I'm listening to something and it will be like, hey, you could have done this or you could have done that. So we have to be very careful to guard that gift in the gift that God gave us, understanding that he's using it the way he wanted to see me use it. It, That's the gift that he gave me. And all of the other stuff is just the enemy saying well, you see, you weren't good enough to do this, or you were right. too insecure to do that. And as you saw, I mean, I still have ner- a little nerves when I get up and sing in front of people, but God gave me the ability to do that, mm-hmm. and I'm very blessed by that.
2: Yeah, it, um, you know, God is a, a God of uh, choice, right? God gives us choice. He, he gives us the ability to choose. You know, and he doesn't always stop us when we're heading in a direction. And you know, we may think we know what we want, and sometimes God lets us kind of step into that arena and experience it. Now, Harold, have you ever had something like that happen?
3: Oh, yeah. I thought uh, that I was supposed to be the manager. I wanted to make the decisions and rather than have somebody else make them, because mine were always better. <laughs> and I thought that uh, I had characteristics that, ought to make me the manager, intellect, education, desire. What I neglected was the fact that uh, I wasn't a people manager. I finally got a manager position and stunk. I got to go back into application development where I could excel and be happy. So God gave me what I needed, Mm -hmm. not what I wanted. And that was actually the second time for me first time was when I thought I was going to be a fighter pilot in the Navy. And he sent my sweetheart to me that said, no, you can't go in the Navy. Best thing that could have happened.
2: Yeah. And so there's times that God will rise up in us things that we didn't know we wanted, you know, as well. You know, for me, I always had a fear of public speaking. I didn't want to get up and talk in front of people. And I've shared it on the station before, so I won't go through the whole story. But God really brought out in me through a series of times where he had fun with me, actually tricked me a little bit and got me to where I had to talk in front of people. But to the point where I realized I loved doing it. You know, it was something that the enemy had beat down in me so long that I was afraid of doing it. But God had always laid it on my heart to do stuff like that. And so, you know, when we go to a boot camp, the first couple boot camps when I had to get up and talk, I was... I was nervous wreck, you know. I'm surprised I didn't have to wear like adult diapers or something to get through it. I'm not making fun of people to have to wear them. I'm saying I was that nervous. I thought I was going to get sick or do something along those lines, and and it was a. It's just amazing how God will bring out things that you didn't even know you wanted in your heart.
1: You know, as you're sitting there talking, Sam, uh, (laughs) coming back from Atlanta, I listened to a great deal of Genesis and Exodus, and I was thinking about Moses. You know, he's wandering around out there in the desert essentially you know for all these years and this bush is burning right he didn't know that his heart was burning to get his people freed out of the bond of of slavery but although that was his heart's desire and God shows up in the middle of the desert he's lost as he can be I I mean he's not really lost he knew where he was he was at the bush (laughs) and it wasn't George but anyway and, and But yet, he came to Moses with exactly what was burning in Moses' heart, is, let my people go. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. So, Rodney, you've been relatively quiet. We've kind of been all around this topic. What's God kind of laid on your heart?
0: Well, I think it's always best when I'm quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think
2: that's an agreement with the enemy. Yeah. You, say some really, <laughs> I know. you say some really good things.
0: The uh, What you want. I mean, you think back as a child, and you have all kinds of little things that come up that you want i was always and still am the person that's like hardly anybody will know what i want i'm not going to come out there you're gonna, you're gonna have to really seek and go deep and get to know me before you find out what i want because i'm just not going to generally tell you people find me very very frustrating my wife is very frustrated with me over all that it's like where do you want to go eat i don't care where do you want to go you know that kind of stuff and so God puts things in your heart. So growing up, all through, you know, high school, college, young adult, there are so many things that I think I just missed out on because yeah, I wanted to go do those things, but I didn't go pursue any one of them. You know, it's like so I'm just saying for those that are out there that are like, if you got something on your heart and you're just waiting, oh, like we talked earlier, I'm waiting for God's will or this or that, or if you're just If you're not even of the faith in God, just start to go after stuff and talk to God and pray to God because he will put things on your heart. So when I'm, I've just lost a job, I'm traveling to Charlotte for my next job, very thankful and lucky that I've got that break because of who I was working in and with in my job in Winston. And that's when I find Dr. J. Vernon McGee on the radio one morning because... I always listen to NASCAR races if I'm in the car on Sunday driving around. So happens the same channel. I turn on Dr. J. Vernon McGee in the morning, and he starts putting things on my heart. You know, uh, the Lord does through J. Vernon McGee, and the next thing you know, I'm on fire for the Word of God. I'm like, oh, so this is what I supposedly believed in all my life but didn't know what I believed in, and really started going deeper in the Word. I couldn't get enough of it, and you're craving it. And then things start unraveling in my life that I'm just like, what's going on? Just something small like, oh, well, let's go see. My wife always like real estate investing and wanted to flip houses. She loves to do interior decorating, do all kinds of wonderful things. And I'm like, we go to this thing and then I'm like, yeah, let's kind of go all in. I'm seeing all kinds of things that we can do, not just for ourselves, inside of real estate, you can do stuff for others. And that led me down a path where I eventually met a real estate agent that is also a trader of stocks and futures and foreign currencies and doing this kind of stuff. And I was, I've been doing that now for a little over a year or two and learning about that. And it's just leading me down a different path where, and I've done this where I've put some stuff out there where, yeah, why not trade and make money for the church? we got so many people that love the Lord that don't understand stocks and this and that or how to make money. It's like, hey, it's like the parable of the talents. You know, are you getting your minas? Go use them. Make them for good. Come back and have more of them. That's what we're to do. And I'm just, right now, I'm just so thrilled I'm off in a direction that I never, ever thought I'd be in. And I would have never planned this out for myself, but I'm just kind of, Going along with his plan.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's stuff that you would not expect. I think that one of the things that we've all experienced that, uh, at least I, I guess I can only speak for me, was I never realized the want and desire I had for deep community. Hmm. You know, that we've all experienced that we did the last few shows on. You know, not last week, but a few weeks before that was all that desire of community. And I think if any of us would talk today, you know, what would be a heart's desire? What would be a want? would be continue to deepen that community even with the group of people that we have you know that because God God teaches us so much through each other you know and so I think that those are ones that kind of come alive as we go and I think the important part about is when you're when you're walking with God not only walk with him but you got to test the fruit of what's on your heart what's the fruit of that Rodney you talked about I want to earn money but I want to earn it so I can give it to the church
4: so right. he, kn- so we know what we want sometimes, but he molds that into what's best for us and maybe could be best for others. Right. As and, well.
2: And, yeah. Another way just to also say that is just check your motives. Right. Yeah. You know, what's my yeah. motives? Do I want to be a rock star because I want to have the girls or do I want to do it because I want to give back to the community. Right. <laughs> and be honest with yourself because God knows what the honest answer is. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp, November 7th through 10th. Again, MasculineJourneyRadio.org. I couldn't even say that today. Dot O-R-G. And we will listen to us next week, and we hope you listen to us too. Have a great week.